Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Hello, my name is Alex Markley, and I'm inviting you to check out my new podcast. It's a surreal sci-fi comedy series called The Unlikely Adventures of an Improbable Family. It's about a forlorn shell of a man, his egotistical laptop, a cartoon alien fuzzball, and a mysterious woman with telepathic abilities. You can find The Unlikely Adventures on the web at unlikely.show or wherever you find your podcasts. Give it a listen and let me know what you think. And thanks. Impala Films presents Haunted, the audio drama. Season 2, Episode 4. Ascension. Part 2 of 4. Written by Rory Jocelyn. Who'd have thought somewhere as small as Greenvale would have its own local news building? GVTV's been around for a year. I imagine it must make a profit. That's precisely my point. News programmes are notorious loss leaders. Who could afford to sink a year's worth of financial losses into a tiny news station like this? Uh, tax evasion? Looks like they're wrapping up a segment. As soon as it's done, we'll bust in and speak to the director. Red light is off. Get in there. Hey, hey, who the hell are you? James Hunter, paranormal investigator. Mysterious Megan's Tarot is on the fourth floor. Uh, Dan Cowell. Police officer, Dan Cowell. Off-duty police officer. Got stripes on his uniform and everything. I'm not in uniform. Show him your badge. James! What? He'll get it out and waggle it in front of Abigail. But me and this poor chap get near a whiff? Guys, we're live in two minutes. What the fuck are you doing here? No need for bad language. You broadcast a news piece on a missing girl, Rosie Smith. The piece concluded with a police code. 54, 41, 4B, 45. What was the code for? It's not standard police code. I don't know. Who do you think I am? The goddamn police commissioner? We have leads, we have writers, we type their shit into a teleprompter, and our news anchor, who can't tell the difference between their Botox and their buttocks, reads it out verbatim. Hey, fuck you, Ernest. Oh, go slap some makeup on your face. I think I can still see a goddamn paw. Channel's going well, I see. Who wrote the piece? Oh, shit. Back in 55, Janice, no time for makeup. If you were any more tarted up, you'd be a fucking sweet pie. And you two, get the hell out of here before I call security. The writer's name. I don't recall. Now get the fuck out. Well, that went well. You were no help in there. What the hell happened? Ease up, deputy. Did you really believe the director of a two-bit local news station was going to be on the ball? He probably forgets the name sewn into the back of his underpants. However, while you were distracting him, I stole this. A key? It's for the records room. They have to file their sources, leads and scripts somewhere. Seems to me that the records room is our best bet. Now you wait here and if anyone starts coming my way, give me a signal. 
What signal? Well, I'm sure you can think of something. All right, how about something distinctive, like... How about a cough, you dozy burk? I guess that would look less weird. Be back in a minute. Excuse me, are you DC Cal? Uh, yeah, yes, I am. And you are? A big fan. All the things you did to save us from the Greenvale event. Well, I think you deserve a medal. Maybe I should write one out for myself. Mount it alongside my bronze swimming certificate. <laughs> I'm, I'm only joking. All right, sorry, I um, didn't catch your name. Mrs... Miss. Miss Eliza Wu. I fancy myself an investigative journalist here. But the truth is, they never took my stories all that seriously. So, I moved and signed up with the London Gazette. And you're investigating me? Before I moved, yes. I was going to write a story on the Greenvale event. But after several days of work, the network rejected the idea. Said it wasn't mainstream enough. It affected the entire town. And GVTV is a local news station. Here's the article you and your friends were looking for. Oh, oh, that's brilliant. Oh, thank you. Not so fast, sweetie. I've scratched your back. Maybe I could get a statement on the Greenvale event. Get your side of it for the London Gazette. The police have been very cagey with the details. I'm, I'm kind of in the middle of something. It'll only take a sec. Promise. It should be fine. So, are you still an employee here, or is... Right then, deputy. You're happy to go on the record about all of this? Yeah, they're perfectly happy. I can't say my answers will be much different to the story already, though. We'll see. So, in your own words, what happened during the Greenvale event? Okay, in short, a man named Carl Trevino had been poisoning the town with a drug that induced psychosis. He dosed a few people... Mark Rowlinson? Yes, and his friends. We suspected he poisoned some marijuana he sold them. Then an accomplice of his... Theo Harper, the subject of a recent manhunt. The Greenvale Stalker. Oh, yeah, you really know your stuff. Best in the business. Right. Well, he had been experimenting with higher doses on specific subjects. We were able to figure out that pattern, but he fled town before we could arrest him. And the event that happened over the winter? The one described as rioting and chaos in the street? Uh, They'd been dosing the water in large quantities, enough to drive the whole town insane. When me and my partners found out, we were able to apply an antidote. Yes, speaking of your partners, that wasn't just the police, was it? One of your partners was an author, uh, Mr James Hunter? Yes, he's quite a character. Yes, a washed-up paranormal author. How did he get involved in this business? Seems unlikely he would be involved in a criminal narcotics case. There's a lot of overlap in investigating techniques. He has a good mind in these sort of things, and he has helped us out a lot. And what is your relationship with Mr. Hunter? Friendly. Sometimes. I've come around to his eccentricities. So, you worked with him a lot on this case? Uh, Enough. Okay. And this drug, how is it produced? Mixing chemicals in an abandoned warehouse. But we put a stop to it. And what do you say to the allegation that the drug was broadcasted? Uh... Unfounded. Uh, yeah, those allegations were nonsense. Police records state multiple mentions of a signal. What is this signal? Wait, uh, how did you get those records? 
Is the signal your nickname for the broadcast? No, no, it, it was the confidential term for the drug. J just a nickname, though. Look, look, I, I can't answer any more questions about this. Thank you, Dan. I think that's everything. You're not going to print that nonsense about the signal, right? My job is to print the truth, whatever it may be. Oh, but, but come on, a signal that drives people insane? It, it's a bit far-fetched, don't you think? Stranger things have happened. How did you get those records? Sorry, I can't reveal my source. Here's your records, handsome. And if I were you, I wouldn't bother looking into the writer. It's just a pen name. How did you get this? James has the records key. Not all evidence gets filed around here. I saved this from the incinerator. Follow the money and you'll find the answers. Hold up, hold up. How do you know all of this, Miss Wu? Goodbye for now, Deputy Dan. How does she know my nickname? Okay, okay. Written by Stephen E. King. Oh, very witty anonymous writer. And GBTV produced under Ascension Productions. Time to follow the money. I can't believe what I've done to myself. What if my brain is as full as holes as the people that never made it? Miss Corbin. Abigail. Can I call you Abigail? Of course, Arlo. Abigail. You are holding an intense feeling of self-blame, as if your choices in this world are irrational or stupid. It's pretty stupid to run headfirst into all this mess. I think you misunderstand the opportunity that this event has opened for yourself. What do you mean? Well, you survived the ordeal, did you not? On a little more than a wing and a prayer. But you did survive it. Now you have two ways of looking at that scenario. Option one, you can consider yourself a moron. And as such, the event itself, as well as your choices, were dictated at random. Yeah, that really doesn't help boost my confidence. It wasn't supposed to. That's the way you're looking at the situation currently. The event was unexpected, unscripted. And as such, your running headfirst into it was ridiculous. Now, on the other side of those decisions, you carry a great burden of anger and self-doubt. In your hubris, you tempted fate, and fate bit back. Was that not your meaning earlier in our conversation? Yes, it was. And beating yourself up hasn't helped, has it? How much better do you feel right now for calling yourself stupid, even if only in your head? I feel terrible. What if I were to tell you, Abigail, that you are not the idiot what random chance would suggest? What if I were to tell you that you were doing exactly what you were supposed to be doing? That's fate? There you go again. Trying to take the situation out of your control. Fate is dictated by forces beyond yourself. That's not how I would view your circumstances. When you pursue your other cases, do you feel out of control? Or does it feel like you're piecing together exactly the right parts you need to accumulate the answers you desire? I don't feel particularly out of control, no. Perhaps think on that. You've observed, chased, and been damaged by so many fascinating things. That's not random. It's not fate. You felt driven to seek the answers. 
You were always behind the wheel, were you not? Always the driver, never the passenger. Driving myself into danger? Driving yourself into knowledge, wisdom. You weren't just some fool randomly coming across danger. You were the driver, swerving oncoming traffic and getting away with only the odd scratch of your paintwork. <laughs> you survived because you always chose to survive. I don't fully understand. Looks like we're out of time for today. Your mother scheduled you in with me again tomorrow, so I'll see you around 10. Yeah. I actually think I'm looking forward to it. Always nice to hear a patient looking forward to their recovery. We'll have you feeling better in no time. What are you two doing here? We're picking you up. I don't recall asking to be picked up, and I have the car. Oh, then you're picking us up. Two hours is a long time for a therapy session. How about we cool off with an investigation? I... I don't know if I want to. What? I said I, I don't know if I want to. I'm going home. Abigail? Wait! Abigail, we found evidence that ascension are not just here, but across the globe. You're not listening. I'm out. I'm done. I, I don't want to get entangled in some police report. Uh, but this could be huge. Abigail, a little girl has been kidnapped. And we're certain Ascension is behind it. You're, you're talking about... You're saying there's a missing child the police aren't investigating? Rosie Smith. Her father was assaulted last night. And the news report left another code for us to decipher. We figured it out and it says, Take. Just as the one on Elijah Blake's car said, Ascend. We went to the news station to find the writer. Turns out it was written under a pen name and was likely written by the Ascension group themselves. Whatever Elijah Blake was onto, it's now in Greenvale. Oh, I, I promised my mum I wouldn't investigate this. If what we've discovered is true, Cheryl could be in danger, and she wouldn't even know it. This thing has crossed the Atlantic, killed a man, kidnapped a girl, and controlled the way the news is reporting on the incidents. And with how fast the police closed Elijah Blake's case, it's possible they could have infiltrated the force. <sighs> okay. Where do we go first? Mr. Ryan Smith? Who the hell are you? We're here to ask about your daughter. It was just after midnight. I, I just put Rosie to bed and she was struggling to sleep. Said she'd keep hearing her mother's voice. Of course, I went outside to look. No sign of her. Why would there be? Does Mrs Smith not live with you? <laughs> Katie took off with a colt about a month ago. Abandoned me and Rosie with nary a goodbye. She's been doing better. She seemed more confident, more self-assured since she'd gone through the counselling. Mr Smith, you keep jumping ahead. Why would your wife need counselling? A year ago, she started hearing noises. Then she claimed to see strange apparitions. At one point, she could have sworn we had a leak in our roof. But I'm telling you, I climbed onto that roof looking for holes all winter. There wasn't one bloody loose slate. 
Then we heard about those chemicals in the water. Everyone did. And everyone went mental. And suddenly it just stopped. People were saying we'd been cured, that loved ones had began to recover. Katie couldn't seem to pull herself together. So she started taking drugs to try and numb the memories. First prescription, pain medication. Then she went harder. Jesus. Then a couple of months ago, a psychiatrist opened up in Greenvale. I knew she needed help, so I... I cut the food budget, trimmed back on expenses. I took out a loan, anything, to get her into that clinic. And as I said, she began to recover. She came off the drugs. She went back to work. She began making healthy decisions for herself. All of a sudden, I have my family back. And then she became more distant. Refused to do anything she didn't want to do. Didn't even see her friends. And she kept going out on a Thursday night to some meet-up I wasn't allowed to go to. One evening, she came home, she packed her bags and just left without any explanation. I'm sorry, Mr Smith. What made you think she joined a cult? What other kind of group takes a mother away from her family? I'm no idiot. I I followed her once. Some weird sermon being spoken in St Mary's Church. I couldn't see the preacher. St Mary's hires out its church hall on Thursday nights. It could be anybody. Then there's a strong chance that she'll be there tonight. That's right. As I said, it's every Thursday. And what happened last night? Well, I was watching television when suddenly I I felt a sharp pain and it all went dark. When I woke up at about 3am, Rosie was gone, along with every trace that she even existed. They stole photos of her. They stole more than just the photos. She drew me a picture at school the other day. They stole it from the fridge along with the baked bean-shaped magnets we used to keep it there. But they didn't think to steal the TV or your computer. They didn't touch anything of financial value, just anything related to my daughter. But they did delete my Facebook account. It's always signed in on my computers, so they must have accessed it when I was unconscious. Hundreds, if not thousands of photos of my baby girl, all gone. Please, tell me what I'm supposed to do. I I can't just sit here and not... I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. And this is Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. We are a new show breaking down the anime news, views, and shows you care about each and every week. I can't think of a better studio to bring something like this to life. Yeah, I agree. We're covering all the classics. If I don't know a lot about Godzilla, which I do, but I'm trying to pretend (laughs) that I don't right now. Hold it in. And our current faves. Luffy must have his due. (laughs) Tune in every week for the latest anime updates and possibly a few debates. I remember, what was that? (laughs) Say what you're going to say and I'll circle back. You can listen to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday wherever you get your podcasts. And watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Hey 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Well, that was heart-wrenching. He didn't call Ascension by name. Did he need to? We know Ascension are connected by the fact they're using hexadecimal code for the cipher. But what relevance is Rosie Smith to Ascension? You'd think if civilians were disappearing, left, right and centre, we'd have heard about it. We still don't have enough pieces to put the puzzle together. (sighs) Fine. What? I was hoping we wouldn't have to do this because my mum will kill me. But it looks like our only remaining lead is the police department. Abigail's right. Look, you can't just waltz into the police station and call the entire service corrupt. No, of course not. Some of them are just incompetent. Oh, how would you know? They hired you, didn't they? Oh, says the paranormal investigator who spent 15 years proving his profession was a lie. I'm nothing if not thorough. Abigail, are you all right? I'm fine. Just, I, I have a lot on my mind right now. Lead the way, Dan. Guys, they're just officers. They won't bite. DC Cowell, didn't expect you to be back on the job so soon. Actually, I've just arrived back in town. My friends and I have a couple of questions. Sure, what do you need? Well, firstly, I want to know who's leading the investigation into the Rosie Smith case. Why? Because we have some information on it. (laughs) Oh, wait, you're serious? Why wouldn't we be serious? Maybe it's best if you talk to Detective Cooper. He interviewed us after we found Elijah Blake. He's moved on to another case within a day. And he'll likely be moving on from this one by tomorrow. Follow me, I'll get him to talk to you in private. Afternoon, CSI, Most Haunted. Sorry about placing you in the interrogation room, but my desk is a mess. Must be from closing cases too fast. Closing cases helps me sleep at night. Now, I believe you had some information pertaining to the Rosie Smith case. We believe that the Rosie Smith case might be linked to the murder of Elijah Blake. Oh, for crying out loud. An American hillbilly has a heart attack en route to Greenville and an imaginary friend disappears. Sorry, but I don't see the connection. Imaginary friend? Ryan Smith is mental. Oh, is that a medical term? I wouldn't know. I'm not a doctor. But the person who verified Elijah Blake's heart attack was, and as was the administration clerk at the hospital that tried to find any records of Rosie Smith's birth. Administrators tend not to be doctors. Either way, a lack of local medical records is only the start of investigation, not the end of one. No school records for Rosie Smith either. In fact, I've checked almost every avenue for registering that a person exists and she doesn't appear in any of them. And do you know why? Because the kidnappers erased all of the records? No, because Rosie Smith does not exist, nor does her mother, Katie Smith. Did he give you the boo-hoo sob story about how she struggled with hallucinations after the Greenvale event and was just about to recover thanks to some counselling? Actually, he did. DC Cowell, I expect you to know better than these civilian bleeding hearts. 
people lie for attention, for fame, or, or just because there is not as Eddie Murphy's professor? I was always more partial to the Jerry Lewis version, actually. Oh, how lovely it must be to watch old shit. Now, do you have any evidence, or are you just wasting my time? No, we have no evidence. Come on, guys. Let's go. Officer Cowell, a word in private, if you please. See you in a bit. DC Cowell, you know better than to storm into a police station and start throwing out wild accusations. These aren't just accusations. We're finding connections between these cases. You can find connections between anything if you look hard enough. It's the basis of all good conspiracy theories, but investigation requires a level of fact-finding that goes beyond a tenuous link between two different subjects. Your investigation's closed in less than a day. What sort of depth of information are you expecting to get in that time frame? The workload was piling up. You saw it before you went on your little holiday. Medical leave. Whatever. I went to the Commission Grady and requested the ability to close wasteful cases before they went cold because I was fed up of hunting leads from attention seekers. You've changed. Before all this, you were more enlightened. I was naive, just as you are now. How many bodies have you seen, Carl? How many times have you had to stare at a woman's body that's broken into unnatural ways beyond recognition? You haven't, because you're not a real detective. And all the time I need to hunt down the monsters responsible is ripped away by fake reports and wackos. I'm done with these time wasters. How do I explain to an orphan boy that I couldn't catch his mother's killer today? Because Derek from number 54 has just had a bowel movement for the first time in 20 years and figured it might have some connection to the case. But less than 24 hours? is more than enough time sacrificed to the sparkling insight of the deranged. So what connects an American heart attack to a non-existent girl disappearing in Greenvale? Pull your head out of your ass and start acting like a cop. And if you lack side evidence, I suggest you leave and not waste any more of my time. I think I just got told off. I wouldn't take it too personally. Detective Dalton has gone missing. Patrick was Cooper's partner, so I think it's hit him quite hard. Patrick Dalton is missing? Seems he had a reason to flee the library. You've seen Detective Dalton? No, we saw Benny the Squid. One last thing, June. I saw a news report this morning on Rosie Smith's disappearance, and the police left a strange reference code at the end of it. You ever heard of the code 5441-4B45 before? No. It's not one of our codes. Though Commissioner Grady recently outsourced our media communications team to a third party. They get basic access to information on our system and they contact the media on our behalf. But it's meant to cut down on our paperwork or something, I don't know. Any idea what that company is called? No, sorry. You'll have to ask the Commissioner. But he left early to play golf. He won't be back till tomorrow. Just between us, what's the deal with Grady being in town? Showed up a few weeks ago. Set up here to do an inquiry into the Greenvale event. Anything come of it? No, the results haven't been published yet. Right, thanks, Jim. Grady, awfully familiar of you with your boss's boss's boss. I am familiar with him. He's basically Abigail's godfather. Wait, what? Her dad and him went to Queen's College together. They're still drinking buddies. Queen's College? Doing what? Law. Had she never mentioned this? Well, her and her dad aren't exactly close, if you hadn't noticed. 
and Grady, he's on the straight and narrow. Um, Hold that thought. Hello? Mr. Hunter? Oh, thank God, I thought you'd give me a false number for a minute. Uh, Ryan? Ryan Smith? Yes, it's me. I'll put you on a video call and place the phone on the dash so I don't look too suspicious. Ryan, where are you? I can only see your face in the car roof. Down by St Mary's Church. I went out to get some groceries and I saw Katie drive by. You mean your wife? Yes, my wife. Of course my wife. I used to file her road tax so I remembered her license plate. Doesn't look like she's clocked mine. She's parked between some trees about three car lengths from the church's entrance. Wait there, Ryan. We're on our way. Get in the car. She's up to something. In the boot. Keep your head down, Ryan. We're moving as fast as we can. She's pulled something out from the boot of her car. Some kind of device. What sort of device? I don't know. It's like a small satellite dish mounted on a, a gun handle. There's several cables all, they're all trailing into the boot of her car. Looks like the, the cables might be powering it. W what is she doing with it? I don't know. She... Oh, no. She's seen me. Don't panic. Ryan, just start your car and get out of there. Oh, shit! Drop me keys. Ryan, get out of there. She's aiming that thing at me. Where are those bloody keys? Ryan? Ryan! Starring Jamie Evans as James Hunter, Isabella Barbieri as Abigail Corbin, and Luke Hunter as Dan Cowell. Also featuring Lila May, Rajni Hall, Johnny Buxton, Kevin Stemp, Shayla Tharp, Benton Hodges, David Anthony Green, Dean Kilby. Haunted, the audio drama is created by Jamie Evans, with all episodes produced and directed by Jamie Evans and Benton Hodges. Audio engineering by Benton Hodges and Jamie Evans. Haunted is a production of Impala Films, and is recorded at Free Sprite Media Studios, with special thanks to Duncan Newham for equipment support. Opening and closing themes by James Crow. Thank you for listening to this audio presentation. Come back next week for the next exciting chapter of Haunted, the audio drama. <laughs>